Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Because we are striving. To please God, we have to be willing to put aside our natural giftings and our natural abilities and let him put his supernatural on it. Amen. It's particularly important to be on camera today because if we do have technical problems, those of you can, I understand some of you cannot, but I won't know if the screen has freezed if I just have photos. Wednesday night, I was just talking, talking, talking because there was mostly pictures and I didn't know that we had actually froze. So if you can, please come on camera. So all that to say, this message today is not Tifa Griffin's message. Is not Tifa Griffin's message. Today's message is God's message. We've all, um, and I'm gonna take my time. Is that okay? Is that all right? So we've all experienced at some time or another to some degree struggles in our faith. And if you haven't struggled, hallelujah. <laughs> but chances are at some point, if you, as long as we live in this flesh and live on this side of the kingdom, we have opportunities to fall in, fall into doubt, to fall into fear, to fall prey to all kinds of uh, weaknesses and, and challenges to our faith. It, it could be a momentary, just a momentary flash of doubt or uncertainty or, or, or uncertainty. Or it can be a total 180 degree turn from God. And so what that's why this series on endurance is so important. It's so important. Key into it. If you haven't, it's not too late. Please pay attention to this, this series. Go back and listen to the podcast. Study it, it bury it in your heart. Endurance. Go ahead and turn to Romans 15, the book of Romans chapter 15. And hold your finger there, just a little context um, in chapter 14, Paul is teaching about our, our liberties and freedoms as God's people. We do have personal freedoms. We have the freedom of will, our, our uh, free will. You know, we do have liberties to eat what we want to eat, to, to wear what we want. We have the liberty to do those things. But Paul is saying that in, the, in chapter 14, that sometimes we have to be willing to set aside our personal freedoms and our personal liberties for the sake of our brothers and our sisters in Christ, especially those who are struggling in the faith, especially those who are struggling in the faith. So there are some of us that are still struggling, who are still trying to feel out this thing called discipleship. There, there are those of us who are not really sure if they're able, if they're capable, if, or even if they want to live a life that is completely devoted to Christ. It's a high calling and it's not, it's not easy. 
and there are some that are challenged with it. Here's the thing, we have to receive those brothers and sisters right where they are, right in the midst of their struggle. So at the top of, of chapter 15 and verse one, Paul says this, he says, this is the New King James Version. He says, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak. We then who are strong, we then who have power ought to bear with the scruples of the weak. Bear is another way of saying to carry or to endure. And we know endure to mean to suffer something painful or something difficult patiently. So we are to, we are to suffer with the difficulties that our brothers and sisters may be going through with patience. We are just to receive them and suffer with them. The ones that are weak, the ones that are without strength, the ones that can't seem to pray their way out on their own. And it says the ones that are weak in their scruples. Well, what is scruples? Well, some versions say shortcomings. Some say failings. Some, but basically what it means is those who are suffering, who are challenged with doubt, with reluctance, with hesitancy, with those who are, who are having second thoughts about following Christ, those are the ones that we have to walk with and share our strength. Our strength must be shared. It's to be shared. Our foundational passage is verses four and five of Romans 15. And it says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures, and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Verse five says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude or the same understanding toward each other that Christ Jesus had. Another version would say, may, may, may God grant us, grant you harmony with one another in Christ Jesus. Today's message is entitled, Enduring Together. Enduring Together. I have three points. Point number one, enduring together is a learned behavior. Enduring together is a learned behavior. No one is born knowing how to be in a relationship with anyone. None of us come here knowing how to be in relationship, let alone knowing how to manage relationships when difficulties arise. And as I was saying on Wednesday night, uh, about five times, because we kept getting knocked off, uh, you can be one of only two people on earth. There's only two people on earth and you're one of them. I guarantee with only two people on the earth, there's gonna come a time where that relationship is gonna hit a snag because that's the nature of, of being in this human form. The good news is that even though we will always find, have challenges in our relationships, the good news is 
The scripture is our classroom. The, cla the, the scriptures are where we go to learn how to endure in relationships with one another. Now, here's something we have to understand because I hear, you know, we, we've taught that, that, you know, man, you know, wrote, Paul wrote this book and Peter wrote this book and Moses wrote these books. And the, but here's the thing man didn't write the scriptures, man wrote down the scriptures. Man did not write the scriptures, man wrote down the scriptures. Turn over to 2 Timothy 3.16. Like I said, we're gonna read scripture together this morning. 2 Timothy 3.16. And it says this, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, uh, and for training in righteousness that we may be competent, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture is breathed out by God or inspired by God. God inspired the authors of the books of the Bible to write down these, these words of wisdom and power. And it says that these scriptures are useful, are helpful for teaching us, for instructing us, for reproving us, which means to discipline us or expose the wrongs, for correction. I love last week's teaching from Pastor Kai, correction is not a punishment. It prunes us, it polishes us, it polishes us, it, 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 it positions us or repositions us. Uh, correction means to set a right, to set straight again, to restore. Correction is to protect us. And the scripture is also good for training us, disciplining us in righteousness that we may be competent, meaning that we may be ready, may be perfected and equipped for every good work. Let me tell you this, establishing, building and maintaining good relationships, harmonious relationships with, between one another is a good work. And the word of God teaches us how to do it. The scriptures contain all, um, contain all manner of relationships, has instructions for all manners of relationships, whether it's parent and child, husband uh, and wife, coworkers, your boss, employee relationship. But most importantly, the relationship that it teaches us how to have, how to manage is the relationship with one another in the body of Christ, regardless of where as individuals we are in our walk. And that's what we're talking to, what we're talking about, the relationship we're talking about today. We're talking about family right now. We're not talking about our unsaved relationships with our unsaved friends or family. We are talking about body of Christ, our brothers and sisters in Christ, that relationship. And by the way, as I said on one Wednesday night, a brother can be a neighbor, but a neighbor is not a brother. So anytime in scripture you hear, pay attention when the scripture is referring to a neighbor or referring to a brother, because it makes a difference. So today we're talking about brothers. Now, from the very beginning of time to this day, Satan has tried to discredit, has tried to discredit the scriptures. Why? 
because as Pastor Kai says, the scriptures were written about us for us. He's tried to discredit it because he knew that we would be able to look to the scriptures because it would teach us everything written in the past would teach us that the endurance that's taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide would give us hope. So he's worked so hard to discredit it, to get us arguing over, you know, nominal parts of doctrine. You know, I don't eat pork, you know, because in the Old Testament it says, you know, pork is unclean. Well, I like chitlins. Come on, Miss Tardy. And me and Miss Tardy, we like some chitlins. But I'm not going to argue or discuss that with a brother or sister who's struggling in their faith because, because they're still stuck on these nominal things and not the deeper things of God. And they're going to let something as simple as an opinion about something discredit God's word or discredit Christianity, if you will. I like what C.H. Spurgeon, I listen to a lot of his messages. He's a, I see Kim, good morning, Kim. I see Kim and Diane there in England. C.H. Spurgeon was a uh, British minister back in the 1800s and uh, was just prolific in his writings. And I love what he said about the scriptures. He said that the historical books, he's referring to the Old Testament in, in this, he says, were intended to teach us by types and figures. So the historical books were not just, uh, the Old Testament is not just a transcript of what happened, but it is, it is a way of showing us what happened, what happens and what is happening in God's dealings with us. That's the important, that's what's so important for us to read and study the word of God. It teaches us. It teaches us how to endure. Point number two, enduring together is hard. Enduring together is hard, but there's help. There is help. In Latin, the word endure is actually two words. In, I-N, endurus, D-U-R, U.S. Endurance, which means in, in, in something. Durus means hard. The scriptures teach us how to endure, how to remain patient in the hard. Not only does the scripture teach us how to endure the hard, it gives us the encouragement that we need in order to do it. Verse five of Roman 15 says this, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind or understanding towards each other that Christ Jesus had. Encouragement means calling to a calling to one's aid, a calling to one's aid. God doesn't expect us to be in the heart on our own. He doesn't, he doesn't expect us to try and figure out how to endure in our relationships uh, off the dome. He sent the Holy Spirit 
our comforter. And the Holy Spirit, when we read scripture, the Holy Spirit meets us on the page, meets us on the page and illuminates the word, brings revelation to what, what, uh, what we're reading and teaches us how to renew our minds, teaches us how to develop the mind of Christ. And we need to draw on his word consistently. John 14, 26, John 4, you don't have to turn there, but make a note of John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring remembrance, bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit sent by the Father, sent in the name of Jesus, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that has been said in this word. He'll illuminate it again. He'll, he'll bring revelation that'll chase away your doubts, chase away your fear, bring fears, bring correction, set you back aright. And again, we need to draw on his word, especially in the hard places, especially when we're enduring, when we're suffering in a relationship with someone or with someone or for someone. And we'll talk about compassion in a minute. We draw on his word, we bury it in our hearts. But here's the thing, fam, the Holy Spirit can't bring to our remembrance what we haven't read. He can't bring to our remembrance if we haven't read it, if we haven't learned it in the first place. How, how can we, you know, if we wanna have the same attitude and mind of Christ towards one another, we gotta read to learn what it is. What is his mind towards us? What is his mind towards the father? What is his mind towards the, the, the Satan? What are the words of encouragement? Who are the Bible characters and, and, and of old that lived and, and lived through enduring? You know, what do we know about how David endured his, his awful relationship with Saul? What do we know about Nehemiah's, Nehemiah's relationship with his brothers that caused him to jeopardize everything and, and leave a cushy job? to go rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. What do we know about how, uh, um, help me hurt, hurt in her name, Ruth, the relationship of Ruth and Naomi. Now I'm a mother-in-law and I have a daughter-in-law that ain't really always a hundred with me. So I can't imagine my, this particular daughter-in-law leaving her own people, her own home to go live with me after, you know, when she became a widow. But Ruth understood a little bit of something about enduring, enduring together, enduring together. Point number three, enduring together requires character and compassion. Character and compassion. Romans five, three and four, flip over there really quickly. Just write it down if you don't have time. Let's, it, it reads in part, we rejoice in our sufferings 
knowing that suffering produces, say it out loud, some will say patience, some will say endurance, same thing. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. Sometimes our relationships fail because our character wasn't strong enough to keep us in it. We dump out as soon as it gets hard. We don't stay long enough for, to allow our character to be developed in the hard. We live in a cancel, a cancel culture. I think that's what they call it, the cancel culture. We just cancel folks. We give up on people so quickly and for such minor reasons, such minor reasons. I'm so grateful this morning. I am so grateful and glad that God is not into the cancel culture. I'm so glad that he doesn't give up on people because I'm gonna tell the truth. He would have canceled my behind a long time ago. Now that doesn't mean that we don't uh, set boundaries with certain people. We have to set boundaries with some folks when they're in their weakness, in their wake space, when they're in the hard, we might have to set some boundaries with them. We might have to retire our enabler, uh, codependent jerseys. We might have to hang those up. And no one, but no one should ever stay in an environment where that puts you in physical harm, uh, in harm's way or physical danger. But we don't stop loving. We don't stop praying. And to the extent that we are led by the Holy Spirit, we don't stop being accessible. And that's a hard part because some people, we just don't want to be around. Some people we love them, but we just don't like them. And again, I'm not talking about our unsaved folk. I'm talking about us. I'm there are people within the family that you just may not care for. You may not jive with them. Your personalities may clash a little bit. But we have to remain accessible to those who are weak among us and don't and we don't stop having compassion for them. Compassion means to suffer with or to co-suffer. That's the popular definition. It's not just about feeling sorry or sad for someone. It, compassion creates this desire to help, to, to help uh, alleviate the suffering. The biblical definition is to have great tender love and mercy, to be sensitive, and to be alert and to want to help. Zechariah, you don't have to turn there, but Zechariah 7, 9 says, show mercy and compassion everyone to his brother. Again, Zechariah 7, 9 says, show mercy and compassion everyone to his brother even in the hard, even in the hard. Let's be sensitive and 
let's be alert. Um, Wednesday night, again, we had a lot of technical uh, issues and I'm going to admit I was rattled. I was rattled. That moment caused me to actually start second guessing my calling as a pastor. I actually second, second guessing myself and, and I was weakened. I was weak in my scruples. I was having doubts. But three sisters, three family members discerned. And I don't I couldn't figure out why when we were coming off the call, they wouldn't hang up. I was waiting for them to hang up. But these three sisters stayed on the call and they encouraged me. They encouraged me. And they brought me out by their great of that moment, that momentary doubt. They brought me out by showing great tender love and mercy. Thank you, Farah. Thank you, Minister John. Thank you, Joe. Consider this. Peter found himself weak in his scruples. And it caused him to deny Christ three times. Three times. Peter. Yet Jesus ordained him and used him to found the first church. Because God does not give up on the weak among us. We cannot give up on the weak among us. We have to endure together. In the days ahead, months, weeks, I think that in the body of Christ, we're gonna see even greater challenges to our relationships with one another. We've certainly seen it across the racial divide, but I think we're gonna see it in a greater measure as things are, continue to be exposed. But will Kahow, I'm asking Kahow, Will the lessons we are learning now keep us? Will we allow these lessons to keep us? Will we continue to bear with one another in the hard places? Will we be a people of compassion and, and, and character? Will we be a people that will willing to lay aside our personal preferences and, and, our, and our personal uh, liberties and freedoms and our own will to be the be the instruments that God uses to bring his kingdom come here. Will we be the ones to reach across the racial, racial divide, the denominational divide and show compassion and to show tender love and great mercy to our brothers and sisters that are in other parts of the body? We will be that people if we continue to be teachable, to go to the scriptures, to go to the well of the scriptures and fill up regularly, learn of God's ways, learn about the mind of Christ. We cannot endure on empty, fam. 
We cannot endure on empty. The Holy Spirit, again, cannot bring to our remembrance what we've never learned. And I'm not talking about quantity. You can, we, we can memorize every word of, and every punctuation mark of all 66 books of the Bible and never see any change, any transformation in our lives or in our relationships. But for the man or woman of God who has endured and built character and has developed a compassionate heart and has yielded to, to God's discipline, his, 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 his instruction, his reproof, his correction, and received the encouragement of the word of God. Because again, in as, as, as verses four and five of, of, of Romans 15 says, endurance and encouragement is available from the scripture and it is a gift. We don't have to work for it, it's a gift. God gives it to us. So for the man or woman of God who has received that gift, even one scripture can turn a relationship around can experience a total transformation. We gotta go to, this, go to the scriptures. We gotta remain teachable. And then we will be able to be fully equipped, fit and ready, competent in our relationships with one another. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. Are there any questions, comments or concerns? Anyone? Anyone? I do. Oh, good morning. Um, hey, cuz. That's my cousin. Hey, girl. I got that chitlins. <laughs> um, you had mentioned endurance together. Where is it? It's hard. And in the notes, it said, but there is help. Endurance together is hard, but there is help. I'm struggling with that one because why is endurance together it seems like it would it would be easier to to call on you know my sister or brother to help me through something um why, why is it hard i i'm questioning that okay it's and and originally this relation this this um this message was entitled enduring relationships and relationships are hard um okay. but relationships means to be together with folks. So maybe I, you know, maybe that's where it is still difficult. We still live in this flesh. Again, we don't come here knowing how mm -hmm. to be in relationship with one another. It is a learned behavior and it's not easy. Case in point, I, and I and I case in point, I have a I have a family member who I love. And it is so difficult to love her. <laughs> in action, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. difficult, it's so hard. I have my other sisters and my other, particularly my sister Robin, who is my prayer partner, you know, and we, we pray through this together. It's still difficult. It's still hard because okay. it's, it's a battle. It's a spiritual battle. It's not, you know, the word tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, blood but principalities and powers. Anytime there's, uh, anytime there's a challenge in a relationship it's not just our humanity 
that's in play. There's something in the spiritual realm that's going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Satan does not want us, particularly in the body of Christ, to get along. He roams around seeking whom he may devour. He hates this call. He hates Kehau. So he does everything he can to try to make it hard for us to stay connected, for us to, to love one another. To, I, I, I'm looking at how many faces right now. I'm looking at 28, 28, well, 27, including myself. You cannot tell me that of 28, almost 30 people, there hasn't been a moment where you've been in doubt about somebody else's whose face you've seen on here, where you've wondered, okay, well, they ain't been on this call or they backsliding. We're human. We still live in this. So that's the hardness. Okay. But, okay. The, but there is help. And the help is the Holy Spirit. The help is the Holy Spirit. Because I felt like last last uh, Wednesday we were all enduring together. Absolutely, that's, that's how I took that, and it would have been so easy, oh, to hang up. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. I showed up. I'm gone now. But we all hung in there, and I, to me, that was strength. That was a breakthrough for me because I could have hung up. So that's why I was a little confused on it being hard. Yeah, that's a great okay. example of a great example of it. It was hard. The situation was hard, mm -hmm. but because we endured together, it was just a blip. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got Thank it. You for that question. Did that clarify it? Yes, it does. Thank you, honey. Awesome. Minister Johnette, I saw you. I was just going to say the last thing that you said, it, it's, it's, the, the, the task is still hard, there's still pain, but what makes it easy is the bearing of it. The bearing of it is easy because we know that we're all in it together, that we're helping each other. And so with the call on Wednesday, it was still hard. There was still work that we had to do. We still were checking in with each other. We still were you know, logging back in multiple times. So that part didn't ease up because we were doing it together, but the bearing of it, was easy because we're like we're all in this together we're checking on each other so i was just gonna say and you just brought that yeah. together in and the and 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 there was a battle in the spirit you know the physical part of it we did it all together but you also did the the spiritual battle battle together and there's nothing easy about spiritual battle there was prayer going on there was intercession going on there was casting down of of the principality of the power of the air going on so yeah Definitely more hands, what's it said? M many hands make light work. We carried, we carried it together and that made it easier. Thank you for that, Minister Janetta. Anyone else? Pastor Tifei. Yes, um, welcome. One of the things that really struck me in this message was when you said sometimes our relationships fail because our character was not strong enough to stay, to stay in it. Um, can you ex just expound on that a little bit more? Sure, sure. I'll use I'll use my I I you know as Pastor Alex always tells us you know when we teach we have to be first partakers, and I'll use my marriage as an example. Um, I was married for almost seven years um, to the father of my sons, and and he lovely man. We're you know we're we're good now you know but. Um, after we got married, there were 
little things I started to notice as often happens when you get married. It's like, well, he didn't do that when we was dating, you know? And <laughs> I see some head nods. And uh, my ex-husband used to, uh, instead of shaving his, his, his after five, or what is that what you call it? Your five o'clock shadow? Instead of shaving his five o'clock shadow, he would literally sit and he would take tweezers and pull those hairs out one by one. And then he would stack them on my dining room table with all the little hair, white hair follicles and everything on my dining room table. And believe it or not, that was the beginning. <laughs> my sister's like, she knows Vince. <laughs> then I started noticing that when he chews, even if his mouth is closed, I can hear the liquid and the food sloshing around. All these little things. Now you say those are minor things. Those, you know, you learn to endure. But do you know the, those little things compiled, combined were the beginning of the end of my marriage? Because I didn't have enough character. I wasn't mature enough in the word. I wasn't mature enough as a woman and I didn't have enough character to learn to, to endure, <laughs> to endure those little minor things. So that's my, that's one example. That's one example. Let me get some power. There's another example is, could be when you cheat in your marriage or you cheat in a relationship, you don't have enough character to sustain so you dump out of your relationship and get into another one. You don't have the character to, 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 to sustain and work on the relationship you're in. Does that help? Minister Malcolm? Yes, thank you. If I may, uh, Pastor Tifei, there was uh, a couple things that was said that um, um, really, really stood out. Uh, one of the things that's so deep about relationship is that the more you know a person, the more you see the flaws. And so time can be a plus and a minus to relationships because in the beginning of anything, there's a selfishness that we have in the relationship because we're really getting what we want. Whether it's through friendship, whether it's through dating, whatever it is, there's something that becomes a little bit more self-righteous in our approach. The more we spend time with someone, the more we realize that we have to, as Christ did with us, take on their faults. Because what happens is it's not that all of a sudden this stuff happened. No, it's that all of a sudden now we see it. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now we hear it. And so it, it, it's the same thing when it comes to our relationship with the father, because we love the fluffy, give me what I want. If I do this, you do that. Christ loves me. But when it comes to the chastisement, 
when it comes to the uh, discipline of God. And this is why, unfortunately, in ministry, there are certain things that have become so taboo. We don't want to talk about, we don't want to bring up. And um, I'm going to sidebar just for a minute here, only because this is something I, I wanted to share. I was sitting, I was having a conversation with Pastor Kai, and I said, you know, one of the things we don't share often in this ministry is we don't really talk about, we're a tithing ministry. We believe in tithing and offerings. We believe in the principles of tithing and offerings. And so we don't bring it up much only because, unfortunately, what ministry has done to the point where it's either so extreme that they talk about money or they don't talk about it at all. But there is something that's missing in the body because, for instance, I was talking to my wife and I shared with her, there are jobs with KHAL that we need to hire people for. There are positions that God has allowed us to create to help people gain access to income. The fact that Pastor Kai and I don't take a salary, it's because we really want to stay wide open to help each other. So if someone calls from KHAL and they're struggling with something, I don't know for anyone who's been part of this ministry for some time, if we ever had the ability to say no. To the point where I remember one time, it was so tough for us that I actually, and this may not sound really, uh, uh, it, this may not sound like the right thing to do, but because of my love for the individual, I almost took a loan just so the person can have what they needed. Because family has a way of saying, no, 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 not here. This is what we do. This is how we do it. So even in your teaching and enduring together, the first thing you said was it's learned behavior. A lot of people have a difficulty of doing something only because they don't really take time to learn. When I'm sitting with people and they're, if they're going through something, whether it's, uh, you know, obviously if it's financial, I'm always going to ask them if, if they're, if they're tithers. Only because I really believe in that principle. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't met anyone who is really a child of God who is a consistent tither who has financial issues. Now, somebody may say, well, I know a bunch of them past. I haven't met them. And I'm not talking to the ones who give grudgingly or out of necessity because God loves a cheerful giver. One of the things I wanted us as KHAL to understand that as God is starting to push us forward into a greater level of ministry, we need to support it. We need to make sure that we're sowing into the very thing we say we believe. Because I promise you, people say there's nothing stronger. I remember a pastor saying, what do you love the most? And most people were saying their wives. Most people were saying this. He said, no, you don't. You love your money the most. And people got offended by that. And I remember him saying, he said, let me ask everyone in this room. If your spouse today was to go in and just clean out your bank account, will you love them just as much tomorrow? And it's, as simple as that was, it really became an eye opener to people because there's something about lording over what God gives us or what we say we want to hold on to. Again, I don't want to go into a tangent. I'm just saying, as we're moving forward, KHOW is growing. KHOW is moving. We need to get administrators in place. 
We need to get people with skills who are part of this ministry and give them a job. If someone calls in and they're struggling with a payment here, a payment there, it shouldn't be something we have to struggle with because we should have the resources to help assist if someone has to go on a mission trip and we have to do the things. One of the things I love about KHAP is that when Pastor Kai and I go places, they think we have a ministry of two and 3,000 people just because of the way we show up with what the people of God gave us to assist. When we went to Puerto Rico, I promise you, we didn't even leave the airport yet. And there was a, a cheer because we had suitcases piled up almost to the, it felt like hitting the ceiling. And when I tell you we have done um, amazing work, but I don't want us to get laxed. There's a greater work that needs to be done. And Pastor T. Faye, you said that we're in a time right now where we're going to need each other more than we've ever had to utilize. So if there's ever a time, if God blesses you, pray. Pray, God, where do I sow this? God, where do I put this? And if you believe in what we're doing, let's sow right here so that you can see the fruit of what it is that we're doing. I needed to share that. It's my heart. I love you guys. And so again, anything, don't do anything grudgingly or no out of necessity. Speak to God because here's the thing. I'm looking at the screen as well and I see some very wealthy people now, here's the thing. Your flesh may not have arrived, but trust me, in the spirit realm, it's already done. I see Daphne's hand and I see her face, so I need her to say something. <laughs> Go ahead, Daphne. Um, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate it so much because love will tell us when we've erred, and I'm guilty, so I want to do an open repentance of not being consistent with the tithe because I absolutely do know the demands and commands a ministry holds and those tithes, so absolutely. So I wanted to say that publicly to make sure that um, you, I am dedicated to KHAL because I do believe that this is the watering place in which God has led me to be fed in this season. So absolutely, I repent openly and my tithe will be there um and i also wanted to hit on the relationship because this is what we're talking about relationship um i believe the other day tanya had put a post in and it talked about friendships so in that i can't remember verbatim what it said but what i got out of it is that god even wants our friendship to be kingdom minded so i began praying for i think it was about four people maybe that was in that group text that she sent that one to so i, I just began praying for all of us because we have to do friendships relationships the kingdom way we cannot come in because you said it a lot of it is our childhood conditioning so we came into friendships in the kingdom the same way we did them in the world and they don't fit so that god is doing a correction on the inside of us and letting us know the way in which you operated in the world and having relationships and friendships is not the same way he demands us to do it especially mature people in the kingdom of God, because it has to be a difference. I can't have my marriage. I remember when the Lord told me um, about being married and he said, the only way that I can have a successful marriage is if I did it the kingdom's way, or I would have a worldly marriage. Regardless to what my husband does, I 
because of who I am and what I know, I have to do it God's way. So he had me reading the scripture on what I was supposed to do as a wife. And this is what God is doing for us. He's retraining, recalibrating everything that we knew because the foundation has already been laid and he, the builder is building everything that we have need of to sustain us, to be successful in the kingdom of God, but only if we do it his way. So again, I repent for the tithe, for being slack with my tithe, because I, I do work um, twice a month. And I just, it's not that I don't remember I have it, but I've been slothful, moving very slowly, just about sending. It's just about a sin. It has nothing to do like sending, S-E-N-D, not S-I-N. <laughs> sending it, pushing a button and sending it over to KHAL. That's all it is. So again, um, I thank God for the correction. I thank God that you feel comfortable enough, Pastor Alex, in this atmosphere to tell us because it's important for us to contribute to the kingdom of God, what is due him. Because again, if there is a need and God says to call the place in which I've placed you, we should have the freedom and the liberty to do it. But it is a little kind of, you know, if you haven't been tithing in that place, you 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 feel a little bit uncomfortable to to ask for you know whatever you have need of. So I love you for the correction. Thank you for the word, Pastor um, Faye. You did an excellent job, and I and I'm grateful to God for this as well. And then I'm I'm done. I'm grateful that though that happened on Wednesday, that God allowed you to come back on Saturday because too many days did not need to go by without you coming back in to give that word that he birthed on the inside of you because the enemy does have a way of slithering in in those places and making us, like you said earlier, doubt who God says we are. So, um, amen. I'm, I'm celebrating with you in our heaven that you got it out today and I, I appreciate it. Amen. And and I just thank you for that. Thank you for that, um, Daphne. And two things. First, Minister Malcolm, could you go ahead and put that um, Zelle information and all of that into the chat for those who don't have it? Um, and just just to just to reiterate that we can all we we are all acceptable. Let me put it this way: we're all a target, and so none of us are exempt. Again from the attacks of the enemy or circumstances causing us to, to find ourselves in a moment of weakness. And so it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen to, it only happens to certain people or whatever. It could, it could happen to any of us, but by the same token, the strength and being strong, we all walk in that as well. So if you don't think that you're strong, you're stronger than you, than you know. You're stronger than you know by virtue that you're just on this call that is a demonstration of your strength and your conviction in god anybody else we want to remember uh, uh remember pastor kai she is actually on but she's um she's resting so we will continue i see you i see your hand um continue to pray for her and uh, for complete rest and, and restoration. Um, Joe, I see your hand. Okay, thank you. Um, first of all, I'd just like to uh, thank you for the, for the message. And like I said on Wednesday, I was glad that you weren't able to do it on Wednesday. Uh, not that I knew that God would be preparing you to do something greater on Saturday, 
But I, since there was so many interruptions, I was just hoping to be able to hear the entire message. And so I'm very um, grateful for that. Also, the message itself, it really spoke to me because in terms of during in relationships, I ain't the best person when it comes to that. And this has been um, a challenge for me just coming out of <clears throat> my own shell and beginning to uh, connect with people. And there, I, I connected with two people last week, which was to me major because that's, you know, that's just not something that I do. And, um, you know, just growing in this ministry and becoming more um, committed to the word, more committed to, to studying. I just have so much gratitude and appreciation to Father God for giving me the opportunity that he's giving me in this time to be able to be alone and spend time with him. And I mean, good time, um, you know, to the point sometimes I even forget how long I've been in, you know, in the word with him. And just when I'm not looking forward to that time when I will be. So um, thank you again uh, for the message. And <clears throat> for Pastor Alex, uh, thank you for, um, you know, speaking about tithe. And, you know, I've always been a tither my entire life uh, because that's how that's how I was raised. I remember my mom uh, every Sunday when we went to Sunday school, she would give us our coins and put them in a little handkerchief and tie it up. And she'd say, okay, this is what you're going to put in Sunday school. And then this is what you're going to use to buy your snack between services. And so that was just something that I was conditioned to do. Um, but the Lord just, he did put it on my heart this morning to do something um, as it relates to homelessness. And so I, I have a heart for the homeless. I have a heart for people that are uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol and all of those kinds of um, challenges. And so I just want to thank, thank um, to Pastor Alex for bringing that up because it, it did we, you know, I did speak to something that the Lord has spoke to me uh, this morning. So I've said enough. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. God is good. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.